0: on Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk coming directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews. I'm back for another day in a a sad day here at Locked On Blue Jays. The, the skies have opened up. The tears are falling. It's rainy. It's windy. It's a just, a, I think Mother Nature knows what's happening today. We have some stuff to talk about on today's episode. We're actually going to talk about a debut that's going to be made today in a Blue Jays game for someone who a lot of people won't argue, absolutely deserves this debut. So we'll talk about that in the second segment. And then in the third segment, we will talk about some on-the-field stuff, I guess. Don't really want to talk about another appearance by another garbage person earning another save. That was gross. But we, we will talk about what else from today's game will be important moving forward but obviously we have to start with the news today the news that i think a lot of people knew was coming and just you know you were you were hoping for that kind of last minute clemency that that execution but no uh it's official John Gibbons will not be returning as manager of the Toronto Blue Jays next year, they had a press conference earlier today. Him and Ross Atkins just confirming that Gibby will be moving on. Their hopes that they can keep him in the organization. Gibby says he's not ready to retire yet. So if he if he's able to stay as like a consultant or something, that would be great. I'd be all for that. And yeah, it, it's it's again, it's it's very bitter Knowing knowing where this was gonna come. And you know, Gibby Gibby was Gibby right till the end of it. Uh I um I have quotes from Keegan Matheson at Baseball Toronto who was there at the press conference. You know. Uh Gibby just essentially thanking Atkins for keeping him around and putting a lot of money in his pocket. Uh Gibby expressing his thanks to the fans, how he's kind of surprised they've taken to him a little bit. I I don't think that was much of a surprise, to be honest. Yeah, it was surprising he was brought back for a second go-around, but I think as the Blue Jays had success for the first time, I think the fans got to really appreciate what made John Gibbons such an effective manager. And it's not just his baseball sense, it was his ability to handle people, which is something that's going to be very important for the next Blue Jays manager. John Gibbons was great at just, you know, keeping keeping players in check emotionally, challenging them when they need to be challenged, going out and giving them that, that kind of pep talk when they needed it. Just listening to what they they were saying to him and being able to to appropriately react. Um, Keegan shared shared that when Lourdes Guriel met with them yesterday, kind of, I guess, just going through and telling where, uh, the athletes what was going on, uh, Guriel stopped the meeting to thank John Gibbons for pulling him aside in the dugout when he was struggling at the major league level, and he said Gibbons just told him, remember to smile and remember to enjoy this, and I think that's, that's actually a really good life lesson to have. I think I think that's one of the things that made John Gibbons so, so lovable. I I get just just that that kind of mentality. He's almost like a Texas Buddha. Just just in the dugout, just just waddling out there to make a pitching change, get getting ejected on the regular, and I, again just just having having that sort of life perspective that I think is is missing a lot of times in baseball. And, and you, we, when we, I appeared on Jays from the Couch Radio this week and we talked about Ken Giles and the adjustments he's made since coming to Toronto. And he said it was huge to have John Gibbons come up the first day and say, Hey, you are a closer. You, we're not going to change that. You are our closer. And we will, just let you ride and let you do what you need to do. And Giles talked about how huge that was after coming from Houston, where, where everyone was trying to make changes and it was a clubhouse that was stifling. He got sent down to Fresno. There was not a lot of faith in him. And again, that that just speaks to how great Gibbons was at managing people, at at getting the best out of people. And again, that's, that's something that, the next manager is going to need to have now Ross Atkins said that they've had conversations like I said about him staying in another role in the organization Uh, he does have a year left of guaranteed money on his contract so he might again be serving as an advisor something similar to what Cito Gaston did but I, I think I think that would be huge if they can have John Gibbons remain a part of this organization, just as a sort of mentor capacity. It was it was obvious that something had to be changed after a couple of disappointing years. So, if, if Gibby can stick around, and especially if the Blue Jays resist the urge to just send Eric Wedge down there, if they can get someone young who may not know about the nuances of the managerial role, and... And can learn from a guy like John Gibbons, like that would be huge just to have him around. Like Victor Martinez, John McDonald, uh, one of one of these former player types that that's getting uh, uh, a a bit of attention as a candidate. I would really love if if he stuck around, and and like we we said this uh, before. I said John Gibbons was the second best manager the Blue Jays have had behind Gaston. And I entirely mean that. I know Bobby Cox was in Toronto for four years, but he was only here for four years. Gibby, blasted 11, brought a, a pair of Final Four appearances. And you can't argue that he, he, that he was integral to being able to do that. And... Again, it's, it's it's going to be really rough not to be able to have Gibby's takes on life on the regular. Just I I know he deserves a bit of a break. I know he deserves to you know go back to Texas if he wants, or or go wherever, just RV across the country. It seems like something he'd do, go RVing across the country. But whatever he chooses to do, I know myself and other. Blue Jay's fans wish him the best of luck. And as he said, as as he thanked uh, former Blue Jays executives and coaches in the media, he said we'll be friends forever. And I think the Blue Jays fan base feels the same way. So tonight will be his last home game before uh, finishing the season down in Tampa and i appreciate they had the conference today so fans could come and show their appreciation for everything john gibbons has done i think that was a a right move by the organization and i hope the fans there are are able to give him the praise that he has earned because he he's done a lot for this organization will hopefully continue to do more for this organization and you know we will we will try to move on with, with a new face in the dugout. So thank you, John Gibbons, for everything you have done for this organization. Including, I don't know if he had a hand in it, but a move made today to give a Blue Jays lifer a shot of MLB experience. We're going to talk about it right after this break. But first, if you don't have your seat for today's game, or you want seats in general... Check out Vivid Seats, proud sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. Vivid Seats is a live entertainment ticket marketplace. It's dedicated to providing fans with experiences that will last forever. You can go on there and walk, like get the tickets to watch your favorite teams in person. The interface is very good. You get an interactive map of the stadium and you get to see the views so you can plan for what you want to do, how you what kind of sight lines you want, vivid seats is great. they have great prices uh, seats for today's game were as low as like four bucks, so great chance to go down, show your appreciation for John Gibbons, and with the podcast code locked on, listeners can receive twenty dollars off orders of two hundred dollars or more if they're a first time customer of vivid seats, so you can go to the app store or Google Play download the vivid seats app. Enter the promo code locked on. You get 20 bucks off any order of $200 or more for new customers, and all those orders are backed by 100% guarantee. So, you know, what are you waiting for? Go down there, get your tickets, go see Gibby, use vivid seats, and make a memory that will last a lifetime. All right, so happy news. Well, let's talk about some happy news. We could use some happiness today. Um, for today's series finale against Houston, it was announced that the Toronto Blue Jays had moved Brandon Drury to 60-day DL, you know, just a temporary move for him, and had purchased the contract of John Birdie from AA New Hampshire. John Birdie is a lifer for the Blue Jays. He was a 16th round, sorry, 18th round pick of the Blue Jays in the 2011 MLB draft. He's been with them ever since. He's slowly climbed up the ranks. He got to Buffalo in 2015. He's not had a lot of track success at that AAA level in 4 years at AAA. it's only batted 2.12. He's up as an on-base of 2.90, but what he did for the organization this year, he was he was initially sent to Columbus in april when it looked like he was not going to get a lot of playing time in the organization so they moved him to columbus they reacquired him in june and sent him to new hampshire where he served as like a dh kind of kind of mentor to the guys in new hampshire just keeping them on that sort of even keel and he played all over the map he played left field center field second base third base had his best hitting season, arguably. He batted 314 in 72 games with New Hampshire this year. Kind of helps when you're an older guy in Double A, But w- was vital to that run. He solidified that leadoff spot when Lourdes Guriel got promoted. And helped New Hampshire get to the promised land and win that championship. And, and again, as a reward, he has been called up. He is starting today's game. He's batting ninth. He's playing second base. And this is just a kind of feel-good story for the Blue Jays this late in the season for for a guy like Birdie who's been plugging forever, stuck with the game, left the organization, come back again, and is generally one of the nicer guys. Like like there's so many people just happy for him. The uh, the Lansing Lugnuts announcer Jesse Goldstrauss, just responding with like explanation points and like like being being so happy for. For Birdie, even former teammates Deck McGuire actually tweeted out that he, like John Birdie, was one of the best guys he ever played with, and that this was a well-deserved promotion. And you know, shout out Deck McGuire. Still, still have warm and fuzzies for Deck McGuire, even though he's with the Angels now. But yeah, this is this is another smart move by the organization in a, in one that has shown that. They will work with players to to kind of help them and and you know reward them if necessary. and the the main example I think about is when Wade LeBlanc was in the organization and it it was looking like he would not be promoted. so the Blue Jays moved him along and I believe they moved him to Pittsburgh that year and he got playing time with Pittsburgh. And eventually parlayed that into his current role with Seattle, where he just got like a four-year deal. So, this is an organization that's shown it will take care of players. And John Birdie is just the latest example of that. Now, again, not expecting a heck of a lot from John Birdie. Again, 212 batting average at AAA. But he's going to play solid second base. He's going to be... Bringing a lot of energy. His Twitter handle is Johnny Hustle for a reason. And again, it's just a nice, a a nice story in a series that has been so shrouded in just, just a kind of sickening feeling, a kind of disappointment. Again, just with the guy who got the save last night, it it's been rough. So you know, this this is a nice way. Again, in on a day when fans are basically saying goodbye to John Gibbons, this is a nice you know, tip of hat to a guy who's given a lot to this organization over the years and now gets to experience Major League Baseball for the first time, gets to live that dream of his. So I'll be watching John Birdie tonight and rooting for him, and I hope he gets a hit. That, that's, that's my wish for John Birdie, that he gets a hit at the Major League level and and gets to keep that ball just as long as he is on this earth, because he, he deserves this for all the work he has put in. So glad for that. That's, that's someone to watch uh, tonight. The, we'll go over some other things to watch tonight as we get you set for tonight's series finale against the Houston Astros right after this break. All right, so it's a beautiful night for baseball in Toronto. It's a miserable night for baseball in Nova Scotia. But now we will talk about a couple things in regards to tonight's game. And first, there is the news that John Birdie's uh, – the typical starter at second base who John Birdie is replacing, Devin Travis, will not appear in any more games this season – that coming out via Arden Swelling of Sportsnet, who said he's done with a left knee injury that's also affecting his hamstring. Now, that will complicate things a little bit if the Blue Jays were looking to move on from Devin Travis in the offseason, much to Jays from the Couch host Sean Doyle's consternation. I I swear he cut me off last night when I brought that up. But I can't prove it. So anyway... uh. Obviously a worry for a guy who's been injury-prone in his career. You hope it's not a lot. He's having an MRI today, so we'll know more a little later on. But again, just another blow for, for Devin Travis, who had who had such a productive season. He had such a healthy season this year. It's like the first time in forever that Devin Travis was on the field for over 100 games. Actually set a career high with 103. More if you count the minor league stint that he had with Buffalo. But still, that's only 117 games total played for Travis this year. And that's still a career high. Like, that's the most games he's played in the season since 2013. When he was in single A with Detroit. So it begs the question, is Devin Travis expendable, and is this team going to be looking to move on from him? Just given that there are plenty of middle infielders coming up, plenty of middle infielders on the roster, is Devin Travis a guy who they look at moving on from to create space on that 40-man? And again, when I brought this up to Sean Doyle, he would have none of it, because Devin Travis is his adopted son, and he will keep him on the team as long as possible. But Travis only plays one position. He's a second baseman. He has struggled with his batting lately. He he had a good run in the latter part of the season to kind of bring his average back up to a respectable level, considering it was like 160 when he got sent down to Buffalo. But still, it's not a good sign, especially on a team where where they've had other players just kind of shrink and go down. Hello, Jan Herva Solarte. And that August where Travis was playing almost every day was getting regular grind there. He only batted 214 that month. So it may be a sign that that he is starting to come back down a little bit and that the Blue Jays could designate him expendable as they try and find a spot. So it's a crowded middle infielder situation. We know Jan Herva Solarte is... Likely not going to have his option exercised, but that still leaves Guriel, Tulowitsky, Drury, uh, Diaz, Bo Bichette. If you want to start throwing him into the picture, that's all there's a lot of guys who can play second and shortstop, and it makes Devin Travis a bit redundant. So that might be it for him as a Blue Jay. That's something to be watching going into the offseason. Now, as for today's game, in addition. To the cameo appearance of John Birdie at the end of the season. Sean Reed Foley is going to make a cameo appearance, essentially. Rob Longley of The Sun reporting that this is essentially going to be a bullpen day. Uh, Sean Reed Foley is not expected to go more than a couple innings. We said last week that, well, last week, Monday, we said Sean Reed Foley wasn't expected to start again this season just because he pitched 150 innings already. So, yeah, a short outing. Makes a lot of sense for a kid who's, you know, com- coming near the end of it. You don't want to put too much strain on that arm. Big thing for Sean Reed vole he's just going to be having a solid start at home. And two starts at home this year, he's given up 10 runs, 8 of them earned, in just 8 and 2 thirds innings. So that's a pretty ugly ERA to be sporting at home. Look for him to get a solid couple innings of work in. It's gonna be facing the meat of that Houston lineup, but knowing that he's only going to be out there for a couple frames might free him up a little bit and allow him to be a little more aggressive with his pitches. He he's aggressive as it is going for the strikeouts, but if he knows he can just focus in on those two innings, maybe that'll cut down on the walks a little bit, keep him from being a little wild. Uh, Houston's essentially going with a bullpen day as well. Chris going getting to start for them. He hasn't started a game in over two years, so. Yay. Not the Tyler Clippard length, but still pretty long. And I mean that's fine. I mean, John Gibbons will be able to make as many trips to the mound as he wants. He has an he has an arsenal overstuffed with pitchers in there, and I'm sure every time he goes out, the Blue Jays fans will be cheering him and giving him the applause he deserves. So I'm I'm alright with a bullpen day, I guess, for that purpose. And and anything that lets us enjoy as much Gibby as we can. I'm I'm all for that. So that brings us to the end of today's episode of Locked On Blue Jays on, on this John Gibbons Day across the nation. If you want to get in touch with me and we want to talk during the game, you want to share your thoughts on John Gibbons, hit me up on Twitter at NeoAC18. That's NeoAC18. I'll be on there tweeting about the Blue Jays game and... We'll we'll have some fun remembering the good times, remembering the bad times, and remembering the purely Gibby times on there. Follow the podcast at Locked On Jays. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing on iTunes, on Google Play, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you're downloading this directly into your devices so you can enjoy it. And yeah, follow the MLB Network at Locked On MLB. Check out JaysFromTheCouch.com from the radio. Like I said, tape an appearance last night. Not sure it went as well as I would have hoped, but hey, I'm I'm just glad to get on there and talk Blue Jays and I I managed to convince Sean that Richard Urania might not be a bad thing. So, hey, there's that. So, yeah, for everyone here at the Locked On Podcast Network and at Locked On Blue Jays, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. I've been Ryan Andrews. And y'all take care.